What's going on, guys? So, um, doing something a bit different uh, this go around uh, here on the Now You Made It Awkward podcast. Um, I'm actually doing top tens. Uh, a few of them, technically speaking. But uh, as you can hear, it's only me here. It's only Shoki for the time being. So that's it. Uh, I mean, like, realistically, nobody else is going to be involved on this. So it is what it is. It's been that kind of year, unfortunately. Hold on, I have to adjust all my audio over here. Make sure I can hear myself perfectly good. Um... I'm adjusting all this. this. is actually the first podcast I've done where I'm using the uh, soundboard, actually. That's that's the other thing, because I have not done it this way in the past at all. Like So so far, it's all been the regular the regular old way of doing it. So let me, let me just... i got to adjust my audio accordingly. I think that's looking pretty good around about there. All right. So, um, first and foremost, obviously, it's been a couple weeks. It is what it is. My work schedule has been wonky. All these other things. Um, not to mention, you know, my dad is in uh, the kind of extended rehab facility where he's getting medication. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an old folks home, but it's more on the medical side, not the living side. Um, and uh, to be honest, not doing very good there. Um, he hates not being home. He hates not having my mom there to take care of him because um, he very, very much relies on her for things uh, to the point where he's probably neglected telling the nurses things uh, in, and uh, things like that. He's had a couple incidents there that haven't gone very well. And my mom in and of herself is not doing that great either. But she's getting by as best she can. We went over there on Christmas, which, by the way, guys, I'm recording this in between Christmas and New Year's uh, to make sure I get this out of here. And also, I will say, you know, if you want to follow any and all things that I do down below, whether that's this podcast, uh, the uh, It Doesn't Have to Make Sense channel, the Shoki Reviews channel, it's all in the description down below. But also, if you want a video version of this podcast, uh, you can do... You know, go check out the uh, Shoki Patreon by the by all means. There, there's the uncut podcast, which in this case there probably won't be a lot of cuts because I'm just sitting here doing this by myself. Not a whole lot of things to edit for time or anything else like that because I don't have to say anything otherwise uh, that I that I would need to remove. But if you want uncut versions of this podcast, at least uh, three time monthly uh, kind of Zoom calls or not actually Zoom calls. We use other things, but with the patrons um you can also get out the box reactions to any and all figures i get well for the most part there's been like one or two where i didn't do it but that's okay uh also just kind of use it as a secondary social media so i'm always talking there we have a private chat with just us which is a cool new feature at least on mobile they haven't done it on on the main website just yet um but uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can support any of the other sections, or you can do $12 a month and support everything, which all does really help because YouTube doesn't pay shit. Uh, so it is what it is. And also, you know, I've, I've missed sitting down and doing the podcast. I've, I mean, I've done my live streams over on the other channel, done a couple of uh, couple of other things there, but I haven't got to sit down and do the podcast um, because, well, none of my co-hosts are around. I wasn't going to bother Dante. It's an off day. I'm doing this on a Thursday, not on a 
on a uh, Monday. So I don't want to I don't want to bother him too much. But it is what it is. I do want to thank everybody who has come in and helped out in the last couple months, whether that's Dante, which has mostly been him, or James, who visited the once. Uh, he'll probably come back sometime next year. He's he got real busy with trying to uh, trying to figure things out for himself. Actually, um, he actually is going to be working on starting his own podcast with his daughter next year, which should be fun. And then uh, who else? Who else? Mike. Mike came in here and there. I mean, he is one of the co-hosts of this podcast, so the fact that he came in was great. I did actually go visit his show a couple times over on the Comic Relief Crusader on Titillating Tuesdays. I haven't made it for any of his other streams, but that's okay. So, I mean, that's a shout-out to Mike, but I'm not putting links. You, you can just go find the Comic Relief Crusader if you want. It's fine. So, um... Other than that, um, I do have a kind of minor out or in the kitchen vlog sort of situation going up on uh, the main channel that'll talk about how our Christmas went. I'll be showing off all the presents and stuff that we did. It was not a big Christmas. Money has been very tight um, as it goes. Um, it just that's that's life it is what it is. Um, I would like to say that because this is going to be like a top 10, bottom 10 lists in this uh there's also a few things i did want to mention because there are some uh, tv shows and other things that are going on um <clears throat> okay so uh i'm gonna be talking about tv shows and stuff like that so i did want to mention that there is a current tv show i'm watching that is ongoing but is incomplete right now and that's marvel's what if season two and actually it is pretty good um the last was it not the last episode, but the episode beforehand introduced a brand new character, um, which I'm still very unsure on how to say it. the name Kahora, I think is how you say it. Um, Native American superheroes, um, literally a buttload of them, not just her, but a whole tribe of them in a way. Um, interesting story, uh, brand new character, massively overpowered character if i'm going to be honest so if if captain marvel was already ridiculously powered um and should have been the strongest person in the in the known marvel universe at the time uh Kahori is worse and i mean that in the power scale like she would be so much more powerful than even captain marvel at that particular point um, but i liked the 80s avengers i liked the um the kind of diehard Christmas episode, the uh, the episode that was missing from season one, the Tony Stark ends up on Sakaar episode was actually pretty good. Uh, I, and I like that. I mean, like a transforming Iron Man suit that turns into a car. That was pretty freaking cool. Can't wait to have that toy. Um, I won't buy that. It's fine. Um, and then uh, there was a couple others in there. I just don't remember. The one from this morning or overnight, however you want to look at it, because they're releasing daily, which is interesting that they're releasing the show daily. Uh, it was a new one, basically. It was Thor, like Thor 1, but if it was Hela back in the day. So Hela became an asshole in a way, but instead of banishing her entirely to a you know her own plane of existence and or hell, uh, Odin sent her to Earth to punish her like she like he did to thor and thor one and she ends up meeting uh when woo from the ten rings so we get a little bit of uh 
uh, Shang-Chi situation. So we get like Thor and Shang-Chi situation like mashed up together. Actually, pretty good episode. Um, but they're like building up what I believe a lot of people are would be angry enough to say is the MCU because we've got Captain Carter as a prominent episode. You've got Kahori, which is a female character. Now you have Hela, who's a main character. Uh, at least in the Iron Man episodes, Iron Man himself is still just Iron Man, but it does bring Gamora to a much higher status. Um, I don't really care about that. I mean, if it's at the expense of male characters, that's one thing. Um, but if it's just building something new and different, because these are different universes, it's like, then who cares? I mean, like, Hela beats down Odin with the help of her male counterpart um, at the time. But she was trained to by the same people who would eventually train, you know, uh, Shang-Chi and stuff like that later. So, I mean... It is what it is. Uh, it's what if. Who cares? I mean, really. Like, if the Marvels have taught us anything, is that we're not really going to get that much more major Marvel female empowerment because apparently that movie flopped so hard uh, that uh, Disney was significantly upside down on that. Still haven't seen it yet. I'll watch it when it comes to streaming. But uh, certain people say it's fine. Certain people say it's the worst thing ever. But people say that... Um, that Guardians 3 was a bad movie, and those people are stupid, so it's fine. It is what it is. Uh, I do want to mention a couple other things, because uh, one thing I didn't get a chance to do was talk about uh, top 10 things I've gotten and stuff like that. So I did kind of want to just talk about that a little bit here, because I've gotten a lot of good action figures this year, and mostly from NECA. So I'll say that I really do love the NECA Universal Monsters uh, line. The details on most of them are fantastic. I would say that maybe the Donatello as the Invisible Man is probably one of the weaker ones. Uh, but all the rest are fantastic. And speaking of which, the actual Universal Monsters line I've kind of finished with. I don't think there's anybody else I need from the actual Universal Monsters line. Because uh, after I got the Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think I'm essentially done with all the ones I wanted. So I think I'm good. Uh, over there I can't think of any other universal classic universal monsters I want so those two lines are complete in my mind even though I know that there are new NECA universal monster turtles coming like immediately like they just finished this line and I still say they didn't finish it because they didn't finish the inevitable shredder as Dracula and they should have done that instead we got Raph as Wolfman and Leo as creature from Black Lagoon coming why it's like it that doesn't even fit where they were on the original the original run realistically i mean sure they fit in but they could have picked other characters that weren't the turtles to do that because they've already got a full set of turtles they could have done other people as those characters maybe i don't know like kino as the wolfman or uh, uh who could have been creature from the black lagoon perhaps I mean, here's here's the stupid part. They have Toka and Razar. They could have done the Wolfman with the Wolfman with Toka and Razar as as uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. That would have been pretty good. Um, I will say, like, okay, so those figures are really really good. Speaking of which, this year we got two different Kino figures from the Ninja Turtles line. All of these things are up on the Shoki Patreon including the uh, movie Three Samurai Turtles, which I did do. They're actually not that great, honestly. There's kind of a lot of problems with them, 
but they look really cool on the shelf and i keep forgetting they're down there because they're on the bottom shelf for right now i gotta reorganize that one of the other coolest things that i got that i really didn't talk about much at all this year was my he-man iron studios statue um i pretty sure there's an out the box for it uh i have to really go back and look because i'm pretty sure i did do that but really do like that statue it is beautiful um because after after i got the iron studios mutants from thundercats i was like what what else am i going to get here um and i'm still on the fence on whether or not i'm going to get anything else along with that line there is a skeletor coming later that would kind of go with it but they'd have to be on the same shelf and i don't know if i'm if i'm necessarily down for that uh other than that the super seven dragon zord and megazord from power rangers while super seven does have a reputation for bad uh, articulation and wonky paint those are entirely true with these two figures but they really do fit the shelf that i needed them to fit comparatively because i sold my soul at Chagokin megazord shocker haven't talked about that sold my soul of Chogokin megazord because i wanted something that would fit the shelf and it would look good with the toys that are already there and if i wanted to build something a like a megazord versus versus a monster diorama i could do that because they fit in so much better even with the hasbro monsters even though it would make more sense to do the super seven monsters but i'm not going that far because <clears throat> i only have a couple along with that line though i will say that Hasbro did fix something that they desperately needed to, and they gave us a redo of the Rita Repulsa figure that made it so much better. The, I mean, I still have the old one, I think, down here on the floor. I think either that or I threw her away. I don't remember. Because uh, the original Rita Repulsa was so bad in so many aspects, and they did a lot of things to improve it. They uh, fixed the face sculpt, fixed the paintwork, uh, could have given slightly better uh, accessories or more of them considering the price went up but than that pretty good i do think that re-releasing all of the mmpr figures again with the upgraded joints and stuff like that was stupid and they shouldn't have done that and i didn't buy any of those so that's not my problem <clears throat> but uh they went further into the comics they gave us the omega rangers uh, which was a really nice little four pack i uh, hope they give us more of those in the future if they even continue going on which actually i did film my final uh power rangers review uh, at least of lightning collection not long ago uh, so that's up on the patreon currently yeah it's on the yep yep and that is the turbo red ranger so that's a collection that may not ever be complete and the funny thing is within that within that review i realized there's other incomplete sets on my shelf and i didn't even think about it because we never got the end of the wild force figures we got all the uh because i have my wild force mixed in with my lost galaxy at the moment because that's just the way it works but i uh, forgot that i didn't have all the wild forces only two two wild force figures as far as i remember you've got the uh, lunar ranger and the blue ranger and then nobody else so that's one that needs to be finished completely that's pretty stupid otherwise uh also with transformers been getting a lot more uh new age figures if you guys haven't seen any of that over on the main shoki channel i do have one i need to review he's still sitting over there that is the new age wheel jack otherwise known as hammond which is funny because he helped create the dinosaurs or the dinobots um so there's that oh speaking of which we still need slag and snarl from their dinobots 
Um, but also, let's see here. We got the last few uh, gargoyles figures. Oh, I will. I will spoil this here. So I'll give you an idea of what you what you might be missing. I do. I did locate just yesterday the last gargoyles gargoyle that I needed to get, and that was Lexington. Found him in a local Walmart because it was rumored he was out of Walmart's, uh, and apparently that is true. Have not opened him up just yet. He's still sitting right over there, so that's going to be a thing very very soon, along with uh, two more Star Wars holiday figures that uh, just came in as well unfortunately came in after i filmed that in the kitchen video where i opened up one i got for christmas so that's pretty funny uh the other thing is i have on pre-order the studio 01 uh primus so to go with their unicron which is up here above my head for anybody watching the video um so that means whenever it comes in next year at some point i'm gonna have to transform that guy back into robot mode um which is going to be unpleasant but i like the primus figure he looks pretty cool and he even includes a headmaster this alpha trion which is pretty friggin' neat also the final dx9 stunticon did come in and it's been shipped so that will be here sometime in the next three weeks maybe my, my birthday hopefully because uh, that'd be cool to finally finish off uh Minosaur. Because he's just chilling over yonder. Over yonder. Y'all guys, you can't see him. He's over there behind the door with the train box. Um, and then I think technically one of the best things, one of the best collections that I got that I haven't reviewed. And I know, I'm sorry. I do apologize to all the Shoki fans out there who's, I, who requested me to review it. I haven't gotten to it. The summer was bad and everything after the summer was bad. Is the um, Q Ranger I, all those bots, all, all of the Megazords, all that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it next year. They're all back there. It'll happen. So uh, look forward to that in the future. So that's it pretty much for figures and things like that. Um, so I guess without much further ado, I'm going to pull up my list here. So everybody can see. Like not everybody can see, but I can see. Um, also, the sound, the uh, total new soundboard for podcasting and stuff like that is one of the better things that I bought this year. So uh, basically, with these top tens, I've got top ten worst and best movies and worst and best TV shows. So I think I'm going to start with TV shows. Um. And I'm actually going to start with best. I was going to start with worst, but no, I'm going to start with best. In this case. Yeah. Okay. So. When it comes to these, the, the way I want to look at these top tens is that for the most part, especially on the worst list, it's there's going to be stuff on there that I don't consider bad. They're just not going to be in the best section. So that's just the way it's going to be. It's also going to be like same thing with the best stuff. The stuff that's at the bottom, it's just not as good as the other stuff, but it's nowhere bad, you know, and there might be specific reasons for, for where they're at, uh, such as my honorable mention for best TV shows, Invincible Season 2, which started uh, about a month ago and then stopped because 
They decided to split the season in half. They weren't done with it. So they, they were already running really far behind on Invincible Season 2. And then it just took quite some time to, to get it out. So then they weren't done. So now we have to split it between sometime next year. I think it's only going to have to... I think it comes back sometime in January. It could be wrong. But uh, considering this is like the beginning of what I believe is the Viltrumite War. Not to mention like the 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 multiverse kind of stuff that's going on in the background. Uh, which plays a massive part later thanks to comic book spoilers that I've been getting constantly in my feed on YouTube. Um, that's why it has to be an honorable mention because it's not... It, the whole season went on pause. So that's where it's going to be, honorable mention. But number 10 is a series that is also not complete as of right now, as of recording this on the 28th, and that is Monarch Legacy of Monsters, you know, continuing the legendary series from, you know, Godzilla movies and stuff like that. I've actually really enjoyed the series as it's been. There's a couple, like, slower episodes. There's a couple episodes that don't have much in the way of monster action. But, I mean, it makes sense. It's about Monarch. It's about the founding of Monarch and where things were the year after Godzilla, uh, the Godzilla event, so to speak, in uh, San Francisco and following the Randa family. And uh, it's gotten pretty good, not going to lie. And there's like a whole interesting internal war going on with Monarch right now. And then you even get uh, spoilers. You get the you get the founding of another company clearly uh, in in one of the episodes, and I called it like whenever they fir I first saw the stuff going on the screen, I'm like, I have a feeling that this is this company, and 100 it was that. So not not big spoilers there, but I like the fact that we do get plenty of Godzilla on screen, which is crazy. We do get at least two other unknown, no three other never before seen. Uh, what are the titans i always want to call them just kaiju wrong word uh titans and uh, we get a little bit into the hollow earth idea so far and uh also building off of that we already got the trailer for the next movie in the series with godzilla x kong you know new empire uh which is going to apparently feature one of the largest titans if not the first titan ever uh on screen we haven't seen what it actually technically looks like we've seen really crappy toys of it no no big spoilers there but uh it's one of the few things where i don't care if i get spoiled a little bit but uh it's weird that we get an evolved version of godzilla in that movie who looks very very different so anyway legacy of monsters number 10 but number nine is from a nice little spooky weird series very much in the vein of lost uh, uh and we watched it on amazon but apparently you have to watch the second season on paramount which is the other reason why it's so low is that i can't easily watch it without signing up for a whole other thing that i don't want to do because i already got rid of hbo and swapped it out for apple plus so that i could watch godzilla but it is what it is but it was a pretty good series the mystery behind it is crazy the creepy uh, other creatures outside the ones that come at night or whatever I forgot what they're called at this point it's been a few months since i've seen the show but i enjoyed it the acting was all top-notch uh creepy effects and everything else like that just a very interesting mystery around the town that they're all trapped in definitely worth a watch um but uh definitely not for kids i would say you don't want your kids to watch this one 
some it, and the reason I equate it to Lost is like there's a lot of stuff going in there. There's where people from all over. There's the history of the people gets unraveled as the show goes, all that kind of stuff. It, it's a very similar, very similar setup. I don't think it's from Bad Robot because that would that would be interesting if it was. But I don't think it is. But that's it. Yeah, number nine. As for that, uh, number eight is a series that we watched in its entirety, uh, which is crazy because it was three seasons, and that is Only Murders in the Building. Uh, you know, Martin Short, um, Steve uh, Martin, took me a second, because I saw that, yeah, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and then, um, oh God, why is my brain gone, tired, gone to sleep all of a sudden? What's her face? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Which is a way really place. That's why I just can I don't know why I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but it's fine. I'm tired, guys. It's been one of those days. Um, but either way, the show is pretty good. The first season I would say is probably the best because you really have no idea what the hell is going on, like at all. Um and you're not familiar enough with the characters yet, so you get to you get to really meet the characters. And I feel like Season two's mystery was really good with trying to figure out who killed uh, Bunny. Um, which there were there were several several red herrings in that. So it's like it's a murder mystery show that's based around a murder mystery show that's based around a murder mystery show. So it's actually pretty fun. Writing is okay. Um it's better than okay. I think I think the way they write the show is a little bit better. But season three was weird. I mean, they had to, they had to do the thing where they split everybody up for whatever reason. They, they treated it almost like the third act of a show where everybody gets mad at each other and have to split up. Except they did it for the season, not the not the the. Or they did it in for the whole season, I should say. But also, there's this whole thing where Martin Short's character has like a major cardiac event and then it's not really addressed for like six more episodes and then sort of creeps back in it's just weird and like i mean like that actual murder mystery within the within the series was pretty good but the the story around it was not as fleshed out or fulfilling as the previous ones but i did like to we did i say we because me and the wifey both watched it together um so that was that was actually pretty good uh and it was, came highly recommended from a lot of people so that was the main reason i wanted to check it out but uh above that is another series that did wrap up in its final season this year and that was the marvelous miss Maisel. um i mean the final season was weird because it was time hopping you're seeing things in the future seeing things in the past you know, a couple things I think were like even further flashbacks, and then some were like intermittent flashbacks, flash flash forwards. Wow, that was hard to say. But like, it really did leave the characters in a good place, and it didn't feel like it was going to at the beginning. It was kind of an emotional roller coaster throughout, especially with seeing how things were in the future, and they tricked you. You're like, so you're seeing things in the fifties or in the early in the late fifties, early sixties. And then you see things in the like nineties and you're like, what the hell? How did we get here? And then you see some of the fallout from things that happened that haven't happened yet to you in the past. So you're like, okay, how's this going to go? But, uh, and because the show 
there there's no like definitive end of the show you know what i mean it left on a note where it's like yep i could see these characters continuing on uh both in the past and in the future this way so that's good they do a lot of connecting the dots it was a very interesting way to have told that told that uh, story but really we really enjoyed miss Maisel. a lot of good laughs um a musical episode which who would have thought um but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely highly recommend Marvelous Miss Maisel. Great, fantastic show. And now it's over. You can watch the whole thing, unlike me, where we had to watch it season by season for a while there. All right. And then uh, next up is actually, I'm gonna I'm comboing this one because they run together. So this year I did watch the animated show Star Wars Rebels as a primer for the star wars series ahsoka and ahsoka really does just play out like a live action continuation of rebels so that's the only real reason i throw them together even though ahsoka is taking place round about the same time as mando season three somewhere actually kind of overlapping uh if not extended past but ahsoka being the modern series a lot of people were let down, but I wasn't because I wasn't holding it up to anything. I wasn't waiting for I wasn't waiting for anything in particular to happen. I didn't come in with expectations. I just wanted to see this character do more and then knowing that Rebels was going to be continued in a way, I went ahead and rewatched or I'm sorry, watched all of Rebels. I've seen a few select scenes and or episodes over the years to get reference like stuff with the dark saber things like that so i already had some idea of who the characters were but actually going back and watching the entire series um over the span of a couple weeks really allowed me to to connect with the characters you know why kanan mattered so much why there was this whole thing with trying to um <clears throat> go to a whole other galaxy to rescue a friend that you don't even know if he's alive or not. Um, Sabine's state of mind at the, end, at the beginning of the show and why Ahsoka. And the thing is, they call it Ahsoka. It really shouldn't have been called Ahsoka. It should have just been called Rebels. Like, because that's what it was. I mean, like, Ahsoka was the vessel for the next season of Rebels, basically. It is what it is. Uh, and it focused more around those characters and it focused more around the the dark side doing their thing, you know. And then, of course, it sucks that Ray Stevenson is dead because his character, Balin Skull, actually ended up being really important for stuff that we're going to see eventually. Um, like big stuff happened because of him, you know, the whole idea that we get to Thrawn, you know, we get to Thrawn and Ezra which was great. But then you also, there was a couple minor things that were like slightly more let down, like Morgan Elsbeth's story. It's just kind of dead ends. It's like, I mean, like once again, she was kind of a means to an end. And then you get like a continuation and then a showdown between her and Ahsoka. And it's like it all, I mean, like Ahsoka's character growth was great. And we also got to see live action Clone Wars for the first time, which was also great. So, I mean, I together these two things get this high on the list i think ahsoka by itself would be a below probably monarch if i had to guess but because combined 
as one series that I watched this year, it works better. And I think they, they mislabeled it. They should not have called it Ahsoka. I mean, hell, they could have called it Sabine for all that mattered. Um, you know, it's all just setting up the heir to the empire. So, I mean, they could have done, they could have done a lot, but anyway, I'm going to leave it at that with that one. Now, this next one I have on the list, I have to confirm because this, I put it on the list, but I got a, was it, that's what, maybe it's because it was split. Is that what happened? Did they split the season? No. Weird. Okay. So that is weird. Okay. So I have to edit. I have to edit this out. Um, so edit that out. So um, I have a problem with my number five because uh, I put House of the Dragon before I realized that was last year. So that is one that is one big issue here with the fact that uh Yeah, it 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 was so good it's stuck in my mind and I've been watching other content. So now I gotta think about a series that came out this year that is okay, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna insert another unfinished series that it was really damn good and I'm gonna go with Jujutsu Kaisen. We'll be here. Now I have to answer a phone call from the wifey. Okay, I'm back from the wifey calling. Okay, so what I said when Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, once again, unfinished series uh, that is currently out. Sorry about that, because uh, I didn't realize what House of the Dragons on here from last year. My bad. Um, great, fantastic anime series. Um, the good front portion of it is weird. Because uh, I've watched season one and we're in season two currently, um, and the front half of season one or season two is actually a flashback. The flashback is cool because it establishes character. That you're like, you also wonder why people give a shit about them in the later parts of season two. But the art style is fantastic. The act, the voice acting is freaking insane, and uh, Maihito is one of the worst anime villains uh we've had in a while and that's saying something uh and also they're not afraid to kill people by any means it's like oh hey that's a main character <laughs> blow him up who cares all right uh so moving on with another anime series uh that is gonna probably forever be on my best list uh as long as we get it every year and that is demon slayer so I'm pretty sure this year I did go and see, I, w I wasted the money to go and see a third of a movie that wasn't even a movie. It was just the first two episodes of the next season, along with episodes from last season. Um, so the entertainment district arc from last year was pretty good. Uh, you know, it established new characters that were awesome, new Hashira that were awesome. This season which was the Swordsmith Village season, or at least the beginning of it, I should say, because uh, I believe it will continue next go-round. Um, and, sorry, I just got a message, because we're doing a Patreon thing tonight, and I forgot to post about it. Um, it, it built, we actually got away from our core three characters for a bit, so we just follow... Um, 
wow, brain fart here. Uh, so we get rid of uh, Zenitsu and Inosuke. They go out on their own thing. Why is the main character's name just completely uh, escaping me right now? And I cannot believe Tanjiro. There we go. Tanjiro Nezuko. While he goes to go get his sword fixed from Swordsmith Village. And on top of that, we uncover an ancient sword from the first Demon Slayer and all that kind of stuff. You get Muzan uh, getting rid of all of the rest of the lower the lower rank demons and then most of the upper rank demons. And you, we see battles between most of the upper rank demons with Demon Slayers, including, of course, our main heroes. We get two new Hashira in this one, uh, which is great one weirdo who doesn't seem to have memory or emotion and then one uh, large breasted pink haired girl uh, who uh, has a really weird sword but apparently is super effective and we get a nearly unkillable demon and then the mystery of how to kill that person unlocks um, more of Tanjiro's abilities that he didn't even know he had which is cool. And then we also get on top of that some new stuff with Nezuko by the end of it. Fantastic season. Um, it, and it's one of those ones where you get so invested in the characters. Like, there's a silly moments. I know there are. But I'm okay with that because some of the other shit is so serious. It's like, you need the, you need the emotional break. Um, where the last episode, which is like an hour long. They, like, do a whole ass movie for the final episode. Um you really or second to last episode i think technically i think there's one more wrap up small episode but either way like you have this really really intense moment between our heroes where basically everyone is wrecked no one can fight this demon is still going trying to kill more swordsmiths and tanjiro's doing everything he can he's out of energy he's broken all these other things and he's still got to do what he's got to do the sun is coming up and nezuko is going to be out in the open and like he doesn't want to leave her he wants to protect her from the sun as best he can because the sun kills these demons these demons are basically like uh vampires and she literally kicks him away like no you go save those people you be the hero uh and chooses to sacrifice herself um which is fucking nuts um not to mention we also get to see uh tanjiro utilizing another form of breathing which is insane so now he can he can use at least two types of breathing and then a form of a third so we'll see how far that goes in the future which is pretty fucking cool not gonna lie so moving on because we have so many lists to get through here we do have uh gen v the boys spinoff i talked about him through uh most of the season if not the whole season Fantastic show. Only a couple small misses here or there. Um, but overall, I like the characters. I like to tie in to the boys, how it's a continuation from the last season building up to the next. Um, which won't even, is like, even though, like, even if we continue into the next season, that one shouldn't be the final season. Even within the boys' storyline, there's still stuff to do, which is crazy. And uh, can't wait to see more. I mean, like, to get cameos from Jensen Ackles, which was great, a soldier boy. Not to mention his cameo was hilarious. Uh, and then even get uh, later on, you do get the big man himself coming to visit 
and uh, we get to see how they're planning of rebuilding the seven possibly in the future and also what's going to happen with all these superpower people in the world is set up uh at this point and also everybody now knows that they're all genetically altered nobody's born a superhero they're made so it is what it is the only thing we didn't get was uh ryan uh homelander's son uh apparently he'll be more important in the next season of the boys excuse me um but the next thing my number two best show of the year which uh it should almost be a tie here because it's a it's a series that's connected but also disconnected but shorzy season two waited very very long time to get the second season of shorzy and it completely skips over like a year it's crazy like we left off the previous season with them winning or losing a game and choosing to say, well, we won't lose from here on out, but we're going into the playoffs and we're going to beat everyone in the playoffs for the championship. And then they completely skip over all of that. Like this, the series opens with them winning the championship and then jumping past that into another whole hockey season near near the end of a whole nother hockey season which is crazy it's it's like but like the comedy is all still there if not slightly refined the characters are all still there also refined it in there's emotional payout to both season one and throughout this particular season and considering one of the actors slash actresses i should say was nearly killed in between seasons and came back to reprise her role is awesome i mean like in real life she was shot in an unfortunate incident and was nearly killed um so uh the fact that she was good and they got the season back was great um love it I love it. There is a couple confusing parts where they do flashbacks, but you're not entirely aware that it's a flashback unless you're completely paying attention when the big old thing that says three months earlier uh, pops up on the screen, uh, which I missed the first time I whirled through. I'm like, I was like, this doesn't make, oh, okay. But Shorzy, amazing. I will also throw in, uh, this isn't even an honorable, honorable mention. This is like another number one for me just yesterday letter kenny is over 12 seasons of letter kenny that's crazy and the final season was i was i was three episodes deep into the final season and I was an emotional wreck because it's like, no, why? Why is this happening? No, no, no. You can't fucking do this. And then like by the end, of course, I know it's like, I know they're going to fix the characters. I know that everybody's going to get over their shit, but they were really pushing hard that things were going to go wrong. I was like, 
Look, I know they tend to leave on little cliffhangers or not completely wrapping up seasons, you know, for things to continue later. But this is it. This is the end. I was like, you've got to give some kind of ending for this. But also, there is a big theme throughout season 12, and it's being stuck where you are. And it's how people deal with being stuck. And it really, really deals with relationships between people and maintaining those things. And like what the couple years I've had with the losing people, you know, losing friends, gaining new friends, maybe people coming to your life that aren't the best for you. And it's like it all resonated with me throughout this whole season. And that's why I like when it was over, like I'm like it did get a an almost like storybook kind of ending in a way. Um, where all the characters wrapped up in a way happy and then kept going. Um, I did feel bad for one character because it didn't seem like things were going his way, and then it just kind of did in a way. So, I mean, I love Letterkenny. It's not for everybody. The humor is there, and there were plenty of references in this final season back to earlier seasons even like direct references like they had flashbacks to certain things like hey remember when we did this um and stuff like that but they kind of they recreated the opening scene of the show uh in in this season i was even though they had already shown it off uh which ended up being a spoiler i was like oh this is a spoiler but either way it, it, it ended well um I'm just sad to see it go. I love that show, but I mean, like, when when did it go when it goes? Like, if, I think at some point I'm probably going to do, like, top 10 Letterkenny episodes, which is going to be hard because there's seven, no, what is that? Seven times 12. That's 72-ish. Uh, there's I think there's 70 episodes technically, so finding 10 out of that that are higher than all the rest is going to be a little difficult, but... That wasn't my that that was kind of like an extra honorable mention that's way up here. Like Invincible Invincible's below the 10. This is like off to the side of two, you know, in a way. Also, very, very tiny Shorzy cameo at the beginning of this season. Like literally the opening monologue. Uh and the funny thing is I didn't get it until later. I was like, it wasn't until I, I saw it before because they showed they teased things. When I watched it, I went, oh, now I see why they did that. Okay. Because they always do an alliteration thing, an alphabetical alliteration thing. Uh, I say always. It's almost every season they do that. Sometimes they just open with a specific monologue or even a rap slash poem. So either way. But my number one series slash TV show of 2023 is loki season two i can't say enough good things about this show i've talked about it repeatedly over the last couple months the beginning of it was a little bit weird the way they were time hopping the way they kept coming back to the characters in a different way um all that kind of stuff the jumping in and out of doing things some people really hated victor timely i didn't i like this character i like the idea that he's kang but not kang and then we get he who remains gets to come back and apparently it's going to be the final time we see jonathan majors ever on screen as kang or he who remains unfortunately with his legal battle that he just lost um 
which I guess more evidence came out. You know, it looked it all looked really good for him there, and then more shit came out, and it all went sour for him, unfortunately. Even to the point that he tried to he tried to file charges against his girlfriend at the time, and the prosecutor said no. I'd be like, well, she did all this shit to me. I can't file. He's like, no. So I think that's a little unfair. Uh, no idea how much jail time he might get. Who knows? We haven't got even remotely close to that. He's just been found guilty on on the assault stuff. So, but either way, uh, Loki, fantastic show. I had no idea if they're ever going to come back to it. They don't have to. But Loki's character is fine where it is. I mean, like if we get to TVA in like Deadpool three in a way, which it seems like we we'll probably have to because there's going to be a whole lot of mess going on there with uh with uh multiversal stuff you know it'll be interesting but apparently marvel's getting away from multiverse probably for the most part um and uh probably going to be heading straight at dr doom i mean like you could just do the multiversal stuff for now and just get somebody other than jonathan majors I mean, there are other actors out there, and I will say this. I am sick and tired of Marvel abandoning ideas because something happens to an actor. They didn't do that for Iron Man 2. They just grabbed Don Cheadle. Do the same damn thing. I mean, don't grab Don Cheadle, but grab somebody else to play Kang, damn it. Stop abandoning the stories. You're spending a half a dozen movies and TV shows building up just to screw it up at the last second because things didn't go your your way in this in this one aspect i i cannot i will always say story over everything i don't care i don't care that chadwick boseman died they screwed up black panther 2 because of that i'm sorry they did it's like it didn't need the whole movie didn't need to be a tribute to chadwick boseman's death they could have just replaced him and done a very nice tribute for him later I'm sorry. That's just what they should have done because they shot themselves in the foot with not being able to utilize Wakanda really ever again. So either way, moving on to worst TV shows of 2023. And I will say that once again, at the bottom of this list are things that aren't horrendous, but are definitely not really good. Uh, at the same rate of all the best like like there's a lot of stuff probably in between where you're just like meh but then these things are like there's enough negative emotion behind it that it's just like i, I just can't so um and and things that will probably uh, no only this one is, is this. so at the bottom at number 10 of my worst tv shows of 2023 is scott pilgrim takes off so it's a TV show based around the Scott Pilgrim books, voiced by most of the people, if not all of the people, who did the movie. I watched, I think, three or four episodes, and I gave up on it. Actually, I fell asleep, and then I gave up on it. The thing is, as cool as it might be for the comic book people, or the book people for scott pilgrim to see their that style animated i don't like it as much as i liked the movie the the whole time i'm watching the show is like because they're recreating basically everything you see in the movie i'm like i just want to go watch the movie at that point i mean i'm, I'm sure that there's going to be like 
slightly more extended stuff that happens because I mean a movie is not even quite two hours um, if it isn't two hours and this is a whole season of shows and, I, and as far as I know I don't even think it was picked up for a second season which is weird I could be wrong but I don't think it was uh, but it it just didn't hit me at all I'm like no I just want to go watch the movie I really thoroughly enjoy the movie without the references and I'm good with it so because I didn't even bother to finish it, that's where it goes. Number 10. I mean, there's other series that I didn't bother to finish that didn't quite get on this list because, well, they're not as bad as everything that goes from here on out. And there's actually, there's a running theme for a lot of these. And my top two worst have a very specific theme. So the next one up is actually one of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials and it's the wild blue yonder episode that'd be the number two um that's where it picks up after the events of the previous one and the doctor and donna find themselves on a spaceship in the middle of somewhere which actually is kind of not even the middle of nowhere it's outside of everywhere and a story ensues it's not a terrible one it's actually if i had to say this via this list it's technically the least bad of the three 60th anniversary specials but it's really still not good it does it falls into some of the traps of of modern who and i mean modern as in new progressive who uh where they still have to drop some some woke bullshit some the rest if you if you eliminate like literally only one or two small things from this episode it's actually just a pretty solid normal doctor who episode aliens lives are in danger sci-fi bullshit <clears throat> weird cg but other than that like it's it's pretty solid it's still just not good that's why it's on the worst here because the one right above that is the third of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials known as The Giggle. Oh boy. Um, yeah, what can you say about by generation The Doctor now has another... Is like, so it's already confusing that when The Doctor regenerates and goes on throughout his life previous versions of himself and i'm saying that very specifically because we're back to a male doctor i don't care that there was a female doctor in the mix um i'm not saying themselves because sounds stupid use the pronoun of the current doctor dumbasses so you now have the ability of not one current doctor possibly running around any and all places of time and space. You also have the next version of the doctor running around at the same time. It's a new idea. It's a weird idea because ultimately, and maybe this happened in the, the Christmas special, so to speak. I don't know because they left David Tennant's doctor to just go hang out with the nobles. Um, fine you get to go have a family i was like and I, d I didn't appreciate the fact that it said the doctor has something he's never had a family um the pawns were a thing so go fuck yourselves um 
And I mean, that was like a whole ass family. That was a wife, a daughter-in-law, son-in-law, all of it. Um, so go fuck yourselves when you say the doctor finally has a family. And also he stopped for a bit to hang out with the pawns and then took them with him because he didn't want to lose them. In this case, the nobles were like, well, we're definitely not going to do that. So you stay here and calm down and deal with the fact that you nuked half the universe in stuff that I didn't bother watching. Um, yes, I know the flux. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the last two, three years of Doctor Who since Jodie Whittaker took over. And it was nothing against Jodie. It was against the writing. The writing was terrible. I wasn't even going to be involved. But like I said, the giggle is where the toy maker, who's clearly not a Time Lord because Time Lords can't do the crazy shit he does, uh, played really well by Neil Patrick Harris with a crazy accent. Um, they did some weird shit around him, which was very in in time with Doctor Who. However... Holy shit, man. Like, there's just so much going on there. Um, I don't like what they did with Unit. I don't like what they did with a lot of other things. Um, I just... It, there's, it, it's just... It's above the other one because there's so much wonky... Wonky stuff happening around what probably was meant to be a pretty epic episode of the show. Not to mention that we now have two Doctors, two TARDISes roaming around... So realistically, what you got was a a regeneration that came out separate instead of leaving or getting rid of the previous. So the previous one will go away eventually. He kind of pulled himself from the future. It, it's fucking weird. I don't like it. That's one. It's it's just too much. They've gone too far. It's like once once the timeless child happened, they went too far. It broke the story. It broke the universe. And I don't care anymore. And that's unfortunate. So that's what that one is. And number eight. Number seven. Definitely getting worse. Talking about characters. Doing things that are weird and don't make any sense. And being in multiple places at once. We have Secret Invasion from Marvel. Holy shit. We talked about this show when it was on. Yeah. Uh-uh. This is definitely the worst Marvel show. Uh in a while like it, and that's saying something there were some there were some not great shows that were still easily passable this one was not great you could tell the rewrites every single time marvel does a major rewrite and reshoots to a series to avoid offending some people in the world it ruins everything story over everything fuck everything else don't care moving on to a continuation of a series that uh, never ne really needed to happen and was terrible in its own right. And that is that 90s show. I talked about it when it was on because I think me and Mike were both watching it at the time. Or at least Mike came back to, to watch it. It was not good. It tried to capture a lot of what the original series had and in fact involved way too many of the original cast. But to a to its own uh it, it hurt itself instead of helping itself by bringing back the old characters because really what you wanted was to follow them not their kids and i think that would have been that's that's really what we wanted is like we wanted to see more with our old characters not see dumb shit redone with their kids or their other kids and then there were some 
there was modern bullshit in this 90s show. It's like, hello, you're supposed to be doing this like it's a 90s show, not like it's a 2023 show wrapped in 90s foil or wrapping paper. Going back to Christmas here. And that's really what it turned out to. It's just, and it was not good. It just wasn't funny. The best thing about it were kind of red and kitty. And you just relied on them basically for the same. Actually, they relied on them to be more of the main characters. It just wasn't that good. It just wasn't. And uh, speaking of that, another continuation slash reboot that ruined everything and was stupid and why did they even bother was the stupid ass power rangers anniversary special oh my god the sucking up to billy show oh god damn man one jason david frank refused to be a part of it and then he died so what do you do uh, you just kind of sneakily use some of his voice in as uh, the character before he disappears off screen. Uh, it, the The entire premise of the show was stupid. The continuation of the show was stupid because you had to kill Trini on screen to excuse the fact that the actress died 30 years ago or 26 years ago. I don't even know exactly. Technically, she died in nine at least before 2000 i know that i was still in school so yeah she died probably what 98 i guess maybe earlier tragic car accident that sucks i'm sorry however you could have just used that as part of the story i mean you could have used a lot of real life shit like hey the red ranger isn't going to be here because jason is gone off doing other jason e things and it was a continuation that made no sense from where it was that's what i really hated it it's like not only did they skip kind of where they left off with any other continuation, they just pretended like half that shit didn't happen. And then you just got characters that made no sense. And Robo Rita or whatever, it's all stupid. The evil chunk of Rita that was sent out into the universe came back and and, and infected Alpha. Or I think it was Alpha. I don't remember what happened. I think it infected Alpha and then they brought out another Alpha. It was stupid. It was really stupid. Also, the fact that any Power Ranger still has their powers after they were lost a long ass time ago look look live action power rangers is dead just let it die cosmic fury really threw that into the ground too i wasn't even gonna bother i think that was like not even 10 episodes if i recall like they shortened that series so much including bringing billy into it go fuck yourselves just trying to make up for homophobia 30 years ago i'm sorry that's not why you make a series you don't write a story based on how a actor was treated behind the fucking scenes to make him feel better about how shitty it was back then i'm sorry that's not what you do you want to write better just write better it's like it's just so fucking stupid not to mention you took q ranger which is a pretty cool series very weird and then adapted it very poorly into their own new idea with costumes that were terrible. Oh, God. I, just, I didn't watch Cosmic Fury, but everything I've seen around Cosmic Fury was bad. I've heard nobody liked it. Even, like, really big Power Rangers defenders didn't like it. Like, look, they're not going to do this, but just animate the fucking comics. The comics are good. Well, they're mostly good. They're getting in the weeds right now. But most of the comic book stories are good. If you want to really just keep harping on Power Rangers as it goes with original stories, go to the comics. Don't do anything else. Just animate the comics. Just do it in the Boom Studio style. 
move on with life and you'll make money for years on end it's fine but power rangers let it die let it die please much like doctor who oh because number four we're coming back to it the very worst of the 60th anniversary specials the star beast dear god uh so talked about it here i talked about it again i went on a very particular rant uh, over on Mike's channel on Titillating Tuesdays on the uh, Comic Relief Crusader. We talked about it. Oh my God, this, this episode was terrible. This episode was so bad. For the return and the reuniting of the Doctor with Donna and finally solving the problem of if she would die after remembering the Doctor and dealing with all that shit oh my god like they could have just had a generic story yes i know it was taken directly out of a comic book from like the 60s i don't really care about that that's fine but the idea that they threw in almost every bit of modern 2023 woke nonsense was bullshit i hate it i hated it so much even the wifey was like really what the f fuck is this i don't want to talk about it more i've already talked about it enough either way it was definitely the worst um and once again i said i haven't watched the newest episode that involves the uh the new doctor uh, number 14 as it were um i i mean i, I kind of want to give the guys a, a chance because i did give jody whitaker an entire season and it was terrible i don't know if i could do it with this new guy i could try and I think it's one of the first times we've ever gotten a Christmas special with the new Doctor instead of the outgoing Doctor. Could be wrong, but it feels that way. So, moving on to number three. And it's a bad one. The Witcher Season 3. How to Ruin a Show completely and utterly that's it like it it was so so bad so bad i think at one point i said that it looks like hercules and xena it, the way they shot it was terrible the acting was horrendous for the most part despite the fact knowing that these people can't act watching them have the inability to do so was really really bad the special effects have all been downgraded to I could probably do them on my computer with my limited editing software. I could probably, probably pull off some of the effects they had. Um, and the story was stupid. Uh, I, I, it, I didn't even realize I didn't finish the season. That's how bad it was. I was so bored and or angry at the final episode that I was watching. I don't, I never finished watching it. Or, like, I just gave up. Like, and that's pretty bad. Like, Scott Pilgrim, I gave up, but I wasn't invested. I was originally invested in The Witcher. I enjoyed the first season. Second season was okay. Third season was so bad, I'm not bothering. Like, I know they did a fourth season with What's-His-Face. That's it. Don't, don't, no, not worth it. Not worth coming back to. Unless they completely went back to, like, season one's writing and everything. Like, it was just so bad. There's just nothing more I can say about it. Now, as much as I dislike that, there are two shows 
that are way worser. The unfair part, and I am fully disclosing this, one of them I didn't watch at all. And the other I watched some of to the point that I could judge this to a degree. So my number two worst series... Um, I probably should have thrown in the caveat that not all of these shows are from 2023. Most of them are. But I, I, I don't remember if this one had a current season. Or at least I didn't watch the current season. But this is one of my wife's favorite shows of the year and one of my most hated shows. New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam started out with a, an idea of, hey, we'll just do a medical drama based around a super kind-hearted guy who's dying. And then they just went full Grey's Anatomy. And by the way, you never go full Grey's Anatomy. I mean, really, you shouldn't ever. It, it, it's just bad. It's bad for every possible reason. Um, and I, I went on a good rant. I think I did. <laughs> There's a whole episode dedicated to how bad New, New Amsterdam is. Uh I say that the title is what was dedicated to it, but a uh, new Amsterdam really bad. Even all like I got enough invested that I was angry that they went so far into Grey's Anatomy territory. And I just kept telling the wife over and over. It's like, this is Grey's Anatomy. She's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, and then literally it's like, this is literally what they've done on Grey's Anatomy. It's like, this is bullshit. And I've seen way too much of Grey's Anatomy because I believe at some point it was good. And then it just became trashy telenovela. Like really trashy telenovela territory. Which is why Grey's Anatomy is now and forever going to be at the top of my worst TV shows ever until it finally ends. Because I'm pretty sure they did a season this year. And I don't remember if the wifey watched it. She might have. I think she did. But if it was on TV, I was not going to be in the room. So basically... There comes a time where I can watch a show with her and then I'll come in here and I'll edit something, do a podcast, shoot some stuff, whatever. But I'll go in there and I'll watch with her, even if it's a show that I'm not, or at least I'll spend time in the room, which is how I, I caught on to New Amsterdam. If Grey's Anatomy is on my television in this house, I will not be in the room and I will be anywhere where I don't have to know it exists. It's that fucking bad. And it should have ended 10 seasons ago. At very least. I hate it. I hate it with a burning passion. Nothing is like Witcher season three ruined a decent show. Doctor Who was a you know something I've loved at least since the mid two thousands and has been a part of my nerddom and it has been completely co opted and ruined. Nothing is worse than Grey's Anatomy. Nothing at all. Oh, I don't have anything to drink. I need a beer after that, or at least a shot. So, from there, I'm going to go into... Movies. But... I'm going to flip it on this one because I really wanted to have my Grey's Anatomy moment there. So I'm actually going to start off on my worst movies of 2023. Now, once again, there's a caveat here because some of these movies are not from 2023, but I had a hard time finding bad movies. 
And then I was looking through the list of movies from this year, and I'm like, I haven't seen most of the mainstream like big movies. Didn't see Barbie. Didn't see Oppenheimer. Didn't see. Um, there was another really big one just a couple months ago, and I already forgot what the hell it is. I didn't see it. I mean, like, I it's like going by my best list. You'll understand. In one of them, I'm still not entirely certain it came out this year, but I know I watched it this year, so it's on the it's on a it's on a thing there. I did have to remove a movie from last year uh, from my best list, but going with number ten. And also, I will I will throw out there that a bunch of these I think are specifically Netflix movies, I think, which you know there's already a there's already a big big uh foot in the door for badness on netflix movies but old dads the bill Bur- the bill burr movie um i did watch it um it had its funny moments but in the end it really did show that bill burr was just giving in to modern day progressive nonsense um he was still trying to do his best but it is what it is and you could tell he really wrote this off his real life because like it was a whole idea that you know he already had a kid with his wife his wife wanted i mean maybe his wife didn't threaten to leave him and stuff like that i mean like it wasn't a terrible movie it was a basic movie about literally old dads and um, like one mid just midlife crisis after another depending on what situation it was so it wasn't terrible um that's why it's number 10 because it wasn't terrible but it wasn't that funny either surprisingly like you have one of the best comedians of modern day acting and he's a good actor and like only a handful of truly like laugh out loud moments. I mean, I don't remember what I was doing while watching old dads, but I know I was scrolling for a bit of it, which means I was not engaged, unfortunately. But that's why it's at number 10. Next up is a kind of a similar situation right behind it. And that's you people. Um, and it's definitely a worse movie, but it's not a bad movie. The wifey and I watched it together. And as much as I don't like what's his face, because I'm not going to bother. Not not Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It'll come to me eventually. But like, I don't really like him as an actor. But I mean, he did fine in this thing. He, he's just basically playing himself. Like, But it had a lot of the same kind of shit. Two people just trying to work out their stuff. They come from very different backgrounds. You run into the problem of of a lot of people's inherent bullshit getting in the way and then other people's stuff, like your parents' bullshit, getting in the way of your own relationship. I mean, like, it had a decent story behind it, but oh my God, the terrible CG done at the end of the movie because clearly it wrapped up during COVID and they couldn't make that final scene really happen. You got two people kissing who are clearly not even on the same soundstage. Um, it's weird. It's very weird that they did that, but not a terrible movie, but definitely not going to be one of the best of the year by any means. You know, it's it's like slightly above Hallmark, uh, with like dirty jokes and shit. Um, and speaking of that, uh, definitely worse. And in that same vein was no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence and some guy, I don't know his name. Um, 30 year old woman, uh, trying to save her house needs money, needs a car to make money. So she gets hired by rich people to date their son and hopefully take his virginity so that he will grow up get out of their house and do whatever i mean like from the other point of view it would be like a normal 2000s uh dude movie 
and from it just came out and it was that movie but the chick was the dude in this case like don't get me wrong she still looks kind of hot in this and apparently goes and, and, and as far as i know that was not a body double she was legit full-on uh nude on that beach scene uh going and kicking someone's ass i claimed it was body double but no somebody else told me it wasn't so i mean if she just gave in and just did full frontal nudity not to mention nude nude suplexes somebody into the beach which is crazy in its own right um i mean cool if, if that's what you need to go see i mean it had its moments it really did um but ultimately just not not a good movie uh, another friend of mine just watched it the other day and he just tore it to shreds and i'm like eh, i don't feel that bad about it but i didn't feel good about it it's definitely worse than you people and definitely worse than old dads but it's not a horrible movie and like that's kind of where we are for most of these worst movies now we're gonna get worse above this we're gonna get we're gonna get significantly worse especially once we get to number uh, five but above this is actually the daily wire's new movie lady ballers and the main reason it's here is because frankly it just wasn't good like i mean it was fine the there were some laughs but like as a comedy goes eh, old dads was funnier like i love the fact that they're pointing out and directly making fun of all the progressive nonsense and it is a blatantly political satire movie um and uh some of the cameos were great uh i'll, I'll say that but the script was the script was fine almost nobody in this movie was actors and it was obvious uh what was actually more funny than anything was the Daily Wire cameos were actually part of the, pretty much the funniest thing that I can think of. Like you have this whole movie based around comedy and the funniest part is actually where the Daily Wire hosts are a part of the movie. I mean, mind you, the owner of the Daily Wire, you know, Jeremy Boring is the main star of the movie who mind you is not an actor but he does his damnedest but like the ben shapiro cameo was really funny the um <clears throat> oh god matt walsh matt walsh in this movie is amazing because but only if you know who matt walsh is is why it's funny and so like if you don't know enough about the daily wire or you're not really into political stuff like that it's not gonna be for you and that's one good reason why it's behind their paywall. I mean, maybe it'll come out on uh, on Twitter one day. They, I think they've alluded to as such. So you watch it for free on Twitter. But, like, we watched it on the Patreon. Because I knew at least some members of my Patreon were at least going to be down with it. And we did have a few laughs. We really did. But I think it was funny because we were watching it together and we got the joke. Because the joke was, these people wouldn't do this. And that's why they're caricatures of their normal selves. That's why it's funny. But then the rest of the movie, which is taking place, wasn't as funny as just the cameos. So that's why it's uh, at number uh, seven. Sorry, my list is off by one. So it, it's just the way the spreadsheets work. And right above that, uh, right kind of smack dab in the middle at like number six is Cocaine Bear. While being a fun romp of a movie, it is not a good movie. It is a gory movie. It is an absurd movie, but it is not a good movie. But if you are probably really high, it's probably really good. I don't do that. So therefore, it is just 
a movie about a CG bear killing people for cocaine. I mean, to be fair, Lady Ballers is probably a worse movie. So you could probably switch these two. But I didn't have to, like, look away at any point during Lady Ballers. And there's a couple spots, I think, in Cocaine Bear where I was like, oh, good God. Like, just some of the uber violence. Um, so that's it. You know, like I said, those two could probably be switched. Like, I know some people probably love that movie. I, it just wasn't that good. And for Ray Liotta, it does take negative points for Ray Liotta's last movie, unfortunately, before he passed because his character sucked in that movie. He basically played the same kind of gangster he usually plays, but it, it sucked. But the CG bear, ugh, good Lord. It is what it is. But the next one is nearly unforgivable. So number five, I did talk about this, and it was The Meg 2, The Trench. Oh, God. I made the joke that this movie jumped the shark because it literally does. He jumps a shark and kills it with... He jumps it on a jet ski and kills it with a spear. Um, it, it, it's stupid. It's very, very stupid. This whole movie is extremely stupid. The first movie was fun. It really was. This movie was very, very stupid. There's billions upon billions of dollars of damage done because one man and one corporation later, technically speaking, was incredibly stupid. If any person in this movie just made a smart decision, most of the movie wouldn't happen. And they probably would be richer than they wanted to be in the first place. But no, they all just make very, very stupid decisions, much like me watching this movie. But I watched it at home. Some people got to watch it in the theater and all probably wanted a refund. I mean, dumb popcorn movie? Maybe. But, like, even the sharks were dumb. Like, the sharks, at one point, they come out of the trench where these sharks, these giant megs come from. And instead of having, I don't know, the entire ocean to swim through and deal with and eat things they follow our human protagonists no reason they just do hey baby well the wifey is home so i'm gonna have to wrap this up as fast as i can but it's fine yeah meg too bad don't watch it basically now this next one i watched because I was doing a podcast with my friend Dante. Hey, baby. Can you do something for me? What? Get bit my key on here. I don't, it ain't going to go on there. It's not enough room. You're going to have to put in the, an intermediary ring somehow. You need another ring that's a lot thinner for that to happen. Because you're not going to get it on there. Stop it. Stop it. I got it. Okay. It's going to be weird. I'm going to be able to unhook it here. Yeah, I know. I know. You had it in a weird spot. I keep losing this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I keep putting it in the wrong pocket. Baby, come here. I want to ask you something. What? Come here. Come, per come participate for a minute. Oh, I have to tell my Walgreens. Okay. I need some vitamin C serum and some retinol. Okay. Well, come, up, come over here where you can be heard. Because the, the the new system is not as sensitive. Okay. 
So I'm doing best and worst movies and TV shows uh-huh. of the year. So what right now I'm doing worst movies that I saw. Of all the movies, can you think back to movies that came out this year? That we've seen this year. That you've seen. Yeah. What's that one that we couldn't think of? I thought it was weird. Oh. The guys with leather jackets. <laughs> okay, you didn't like the Boondock Saints. I don't like Boondocks. I didn't like okay. the Boondock Saints. Okay, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. So I got questions. Okay, so Boondock Saints was your... You didn't even watch it, so that's not 100% fair. But you started watching it with me. Okay. Uh, best movie this year that we watched. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that movie. That's that's jumping ahead for the that list, but that's okay. Because I'm not on the best yet. I'm doing worst at the moment. Uh, favorite or best TV show that you've seen this year? Because you watch a lot of TV that I don't. Mm. Was there a series you just couldn't put down? Well, New Amsterdam, but that's because I'm a weird Grey's Anatomy fan. Uh huh. And guess what was at the top of my worst list? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> and what was number two? New Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys. I absolutely told you. Okay, but movies though. So you said Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Uh, what about Mario Brothers? I like that movie too. Mario Brothers was cool too. Yeah. It's cute. Okay. Just wanted to get your opinion on that. Change out my work clothes. Okie dokie. Well, I'll be done here in a little bit and then we'll make dinner. We've got the Patreon thing tonight. You want to join in? Okay. So, either way, guys. Uh, moving on. Like I said, uh, number four, I did for a podcast with Dante. Um, and it was really bad. Um, it was really bad. It was up there. It was primer. I mean, maybe it's not as fair. Like, maybe the Meg was really worse, but Primer was just bad. It just wasn't good. The time travel aspect of the movie was fine. You know, we did a whole podcast about it. Well, time travel movies in general, but, like, that one just wasn't that good. I mean, it's an old-ass movie. It's from, like, from 04. Excuse me. For anybody watching the video, you just watch me have a real bad hiccup burp. Either way, um, but it's just not that great. I mean, you can watch it on for free on YouTube. I mean, it can't be that good. It's that old, and not to mention four by three. Interesting concept, not well done. Acting also really bad. But for like a, basically a student film, I guess it is what it is. But no, it's just not good. Um, but definitely nowhere near as bad as the next movie, which was a massive budget movie. In a massive franchise that was, well, following exactly in the footsteps of its other friends. So my number three was uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Uh, I did a whole review talking about how bad this one was. It's bad. If you want to watch that, it's over on the Shoki Reviews channel. Um, good God. They just couldn't help themselves, and they only made it worse. Like, they, they, they took what Bumblebee left that was really good and just said, hey, let's Transformers for this shit. And it was bad. All because they wanted to shoehorn in uh, the Maximals so that they could make a fuckload more toys. Um, and they did. They they made so, so, so many toys. And they're all terrible, too. Uh, I don't even collect anything from that line because it's all bad. I don't want any of it. I love. show I couldn't put down? Yeah. The Chosen. 
Ah, fair point. Yes, I didn't even include that on the list because I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Sorry. So for anybody who didn't hear that, she said The Chosen. The Chosen is an amazing, amazing series uh, based off the life of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so uh, very well done by Angel Studios. So two of her favorite things from this year were from Angel Studios, Sound of Freedom and uh, The Chosen. Definitely recommend Chosen. It's on Amazon. Most of it is anyways. I think some of the uh, later or maybe the newest stuff will be on their website, not on Amazon. But go give that a watch. All right. So um, there's there's something special about the top two worst movies I have here. One is a movie I thought would be interesting, so I decided to start it. And that's my number two. And that's Sharks of the Corn. The title already sounds doofy, but I figured it'd be worth a laugh at bare minimum. The movie poster looked fantastic. So I was like, cool. This is going to be awesome. It was not. It was horrendous. I didn't make it maybe 10 minutes into the movie. Maybe 15 at most. I'm not sure. The opening murder scene was only fine because there were boobs. Um, that's it. Nothing else going on with it. It was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. And then the next scene, which basically looked like uh, Colin Robinson from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, which that should have been on my TV list. But no, I guess it wasn't best or worst. It was somewhere in the middle. Um, it looked like him worshiping the shark goddess, trying to kill people with shark it was terrible. I couldn't get very far into it. Interesting premise. Very, very, very badly done. Very, very badly done. But nothing can be worse than a big budget movie that I will never see. So, yes, on my worst list, I am technically putting a movie I did not watch and have zero intention to watch. And given the formula around this movie, I should have wanted to watch it. And that is The Flash. Most people's worst movie of the year, probably. Especially in the nerd category. Nope. Worst movie of 2023 has to be The Flash. Because at no point do I want to watch it. Literally. It's like, I've seen enough about it. I've seen reviews about it. All these kind of things. What was wrong with it? I, I've even watched things trying to find the best things about the movie. And it was terrible. And just, no. Hey, baby, can you take out the hot dogs? They're in the fridge. So I get to cook dinner after this. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the caveat that I will never watch The Flash, and therefore it has to be the worst movie. I will probably watch a good bit of movies from this year, but not that. Damn, that was loud. I didn't know that, that the microphone would pick up that much stuff from the kitchen. What were you doing, ice? Oh, I see what you did. Okay. So either way, I'm going to move on from there to the better movies of the year. The best ones, as it were. Now, I do have an honorable mention for the best movies of the year. And it is an old movie. And it was something I watched for a podcast with Dante. And that is Rubber. We did a whole ass review of the movie Rubber. And now I love it. That is all. And then, actually, my number 10 is another movie that, so 
supposedly we were going to do a review of, we might in the future, and that is actually The Pope's Exorcist. It's something that me and the wifey just randomly found around Halloween time to, to watch on Netflix. And not terrible. Like, compared to The Exorcist Believer, definitely a better movie. Um, and it follows most of the rules from the other Exorcist movies in, in that timeline. Whereas The Exorcist Believer does not. And that's supposed to be an actual sequel to The Original Exorcist. Just wasn't that good. Um, above that, and this is a movie that I wasn't sure came out this year. I did watch it. I did enjoy it a lot. And that was Bullet Train with Brad Pitt and a whole ensemble cast. It just felt something like, almost like Lockstock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch. It just was one of those kind of movies. And I really enjoyed it. I thought the acting was all on par. The storyline was interesting, if not weird, or just weird enough. I love the character development. The train full of assassins all trying to kill each other to get the same thing. And then the overall unfolding story by the end of it was fun. Um, <clears throat> and it's just kind of a nonstop action thing. There's enough comedy in there. There's a little bit of heart. Um, and I just really like that movie. It's a solid movie. And it, to be fair, it should be above my next movie, my number uh, eight. But because I was already invested in this movie, it has to be above Bullet Train. And that's Burt Kreischer's The Machine. As a fan of Burt Kreischer, which is kind of hard to say in 2023 because so many people seemingly hate him, which is so stupid. Um, it, it was just dumb dumb fun and Bert's not an actor but he did his damnedest I mean he permanently injured himself on the set of this movie um and it, knowing all the behind the scenes stuff because he can't not talk about it he there was some dumb dumb shit that happened because of Bert um and it's hilarious to me Mark Hamill playing his dad with just all of the scene chewing was fantastic the uh the stuff in and not not exactly Russia was fantastic. It just I I really like this movie. I I bought it. I mean I wanted to support Bert enough that they could make Fat Astronauts, and hopefully Fat Astronauts is getting made. But I do feel shitty that I bought the movie and now it's available for free on Netflix. I mean it's inevitable when you buy a movie that it'll show up sometime. But like so I own I own a version of it on Amazon and then I can watch it on Netflix if I want. Now I. Definitely thought the movie was better than Bert's special Razzle Dazzle. I will give, I will say that. Hold on, I've got messages coming in for some reason. Oh, no, just Instagram. People keep, keep bothering me. It's fine. But either way, uh, from one machine to another, a movie we just watched that did come out this year, but I just didn't have a way to watch it until we randomly found it on Netflix, was Gran Turismo. And even though on this list it would beg to differ, I think Gran Turismo is the best comic book movie, not comic book, sorry, best video game movie currently. Like, because it's a literal movie about a video game that happened in real life and like it's fairly well done like even the wifey watching it with me was affected by it like she could care less about cars 
or video games, realistically. But like the, the there was enough heart in this movie that when bad shit happened, she was like tearing up, or when like big emotional swelling moments happened, she was tearing up, and I was too by the end. Um, and then you know you actually see the character next to the actual person, and and apparently you find out throughout the entire movie. The stunt driver for the actor is the guy who actually lived it in the first place. That's crazy. So the guy who actually played Gran Turismo and then eventually became a real racing driver for Nissan um, was in this movie just usually wearing a helmet and or driving a car where you couldn't see him. That's pretty funny. So that's that's pretty awesome. I, do, I really like that movie. I'll probably watch it again. And the dude... Uh, the the kid playing the main character did a pretty damn good job. Uh, not gonna lie, but also David Harbor did a good job in there being a bit of a shit bag at first, and then you find out motivation much later as to why he's a shit bag. Because apparently that's what David Harbor does best: playing a shit bag, a shit bag good guy. So, moving on to another video game movie, in fact, which. It's funny because I don't well I don't know what I just did there I, I screwed up my I screwed up my list, but either way, another video game movie which is really good, in my opinion could have been better uh, than than f- as an adaptation which once again why I say Grand Turismo was great, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, went and saw that and uh, I've reviewed it over on the Shoki channel, I think I just did non spoiler I don't think I did full on spoiler review but. Um, Really enjoyed that movie. Uh, someone who, uh, you know, ter- or secondarily enjoys the FNAF franchise through watching other people play it or watching the theory videos or all this other stuff or even reading the books, which now I am doing. Uh, the newest book just came out. I did order it on Amazon. It should be here soon. Um, uh, newest graphic novel, I should say. The books have been coming. I just really like the graphic novels. So Five Nights at Freddy's, really good. Uh, we'll probably watch it here one of these days when I get bored because now it's on streaming and I'm down. I'll have the wifey watch it with me. <clears throat> really good movie. Really good. Uh, it's, it's Well, I should say it's not the best adaptation from the games because it does kind of merge a bunch of stuff, which is why, you know, it's a better movie kind of in my opinion. I liked it more than Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is a better video game movie specifically. Now, moving into the top five. This was a tough one. I'm trying to figure out where these were because <clears throat> most of these were either really good or really big emotional movies, including number five, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Definitely not the best of the Guardians movies. I'd say the first one was definitely the best, but still really good. A finale for many of the characters. And... I mean, still sort of, you know, it was good to have James Gunn come back and finish it. That's one thing that I, I really enjoyed about it was just James Gunn coming back to being able to finish it up after doing Peacemaker and, and all of that. <clears throat> and now he's over there heading off uh, DC <laughs> instead of heading off the galactic branch of Marvel, which is where he should have been. 
So it is what it is. We talked about we've talked about it at length. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't, but like people were just so marvelled out at that point that even as good as a movie is, people weren't going to give it a chance. But getting getting Rocket's backstory and I think like having it mixed in. Some people didn't like the back and forth between the flashbacks and stuff. I did. I thought it was great, great storytelling and memory there. So uh, moving up to number four. Once again, another video game movie. So there's three video game movies in my top ten. Um, and this is the Super Mario Brothers movie, as the, I just talked about with the wifey. Uh, watch it in theaters with her. Uh, it's good. Or, well, no. Did we? No, I don't remember. Might have. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but I did watch it the other night, and uh, she came in and watched it uh, with me right at the end, which is where she got the idea to get a couple of my Christmas presents, which is really, really funny. Uh decent adaptation of the super mario brothers games especially the 3d ones uh, tons and tons of references builds up a whole new uh, cinematic universe uh, the only thing is the jack black moments hold it from being higher that's it just jack black being jack black on screen instead of bowser that's the only thing that hurt it for me but uh, still really good could rewatch it at any time i feel like guardians i'm just gonna be like eh, guardians is here it's like, but I could rewatch Super Mario Brothers movie probably anytime, and and still enjoy it, even though it has Seth Rogen in it uh, as Donkey Kong. Please recast him by the next one. Um, after that was my top three here. Number three, we already mentioned The Sound of Freedom. Holy shit! Um, if you haven't seen this movie and you have kids, you need to watch this movie. In fact, I was talking to Sean yesterday, and he was watching it. I think it was yesterday. Might have been. Yes, yesterday, yesterday, a much shorter movie. Um, or shorter day of work. And he was getting riled up because of the horrendous things happening in this movie. Based on a true story, some things created just for the movie world, because that's what you do. But, oh my God. Like, if there could ever be a more moving story than a man trying to save children from slaves and sex trafficking i mean seriously like people they, they this movie was politicized because certain people don't want you to know this is the truth of what's going on in this world and how many people are behind it and so sound of freedom one is done it's out there go watch it sound of freedom two is on the way they're already working on it um because the guy who it's about didn't just stop with one didn't just stop with rescuing one group of kids in one country he's done it everywhere and there's more and more stories even to the fact that they saved more children by happenstance while filming the movie in the country because they actually filmed this movie basically where the real events took place um and they incidentally saved more kids while filming the movie, which in and of its own right could be another movie, which is crazy. So, Sound of Freedom, go watch it. If you haven't, get off your ass. You know, if you want to say, well, it's some right wing, not shut the fuck up and go watch the movie. Because it's like saving kids is non political. So, shut the fuck up. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, on top of that, <laughs> so it's a different mood here. Um, my number two is Spider Man Across the spider-verse um talked about it a little while ago i think uh with dante the sequel to um into the spider-verse 
it was good. It was really good. It probably would have taken the number one spot, except that it's an incomplete movie. This is actually part of a trilogy, which is crazy. Um, so, the, and then the next ones, I don't even think they know when they're coming. Sometime in the next few years, I guess. If they were coming out within a few months of each other, then it'd be great. But I think, at least because of the way things got frozen during the strikes, that there's no telling when it's necessarily going to come out. Sometime in 2024, in theory. Um and I forgot what it was going to be called. It's not another Across the Spider-Verse, something like that. But either way, more Miles Morales, more all that. And with the way that it left off, you know, Miles' uh, spoilers, not where he was supposed to be at the end of the movie, and then everybody's hunting him down. So it is what it is. And if you, you know, at the same time, I'm playing the Spider-Man game on, on PS5, and I have Miles Morales. I just haven't gotten to it yet because I'm not done with Spider-Man. Can't jump to one game without finishing the other. <laughs> what is this? Stray? That's an inside joke. But, uh, yeah, Cross Spider-Verse, it's great. It's out now. Go watch it. You know, if you didn't see it in the theater, go get it now. And then um, on top of that, my number one movie of the year was Godzilla Minus One. Oh, I would have never thought that realistically a Godzilla movie, especially a Toho Godzilla movie, would be at the top of my list. And I know it's like, well, stupid American, nothing like Toho. It's like, no, I just didn't like Shin Godzilla. And also didn't necessarily like Zero Point. I think is what it was called. The anime. That was a very, very, very strange take on a Godzilla series. Uh, the previous ones, like Godzilla Earth stuff. That wasn't terrible. It was weird, but it wasn't terrible. I didn't like the animation that much. But the other one, uh, like I said, I think it's called Zero Point. I don't remember. Something Point. Either way. This one, going literally back to the roots of Godzilla. Starting over completely... All the way back in 1946 or 1945, then 46 and 47, telling the the story of how Godzilla came about in this universe and Japan attempting to rebuild after the war, after most of it being destroyed either by nukes or by firebombing, and then um, after years of rebuilding in peace, uh, Godzilla comes to I don't know destroy everything. It's a good movie. Um, I fell asleep in the theater. I'll put it that way. I fell asleep because I was tired. Um, but I still enjoyed every bit of the movie I saw. <laughs> I was like, I got the gist of what I missed. It was basically just the plan of what they executed later. So, I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. It was a big slowdown, but definitely worth seeing. Um, and always watch these movies with subs, not dubs. Please, for the love of God, don't watch dubs. Dubs are bad. Don't do it. If you want to watch an American Godzilla movie, they exist. Go watch those. And I don't mean dubs. I mean, go watch the ones that are made here in the legendary universe. It's perfectly fine. Um, the only thing about it is the budget was a little small. Had they just maybe pumped another $10 million into it for the CG, probably could have been slightly better. Some of the CG looks immaculate, and other parts of it are, well, they look like video games. Um, but the acting, top-notch, even though it is anime acting, by all means, it's anime acting. Um, these are not real people. You can tell. Like Some of them are just cartoon characters brought to life. Um, but uh, it, it was a human story. But more than it, like where like Godzilla 2014 was mostly about the humans and Godzilla was sort of happening as a thing. And by the end of it, it was definitely about Godzilla fighting another thing and the humans were tangentially involved. This was about the humans and Godzilla happens to them and you care about these people. And that's why it's great, especially by the end. 
So can't wait for that to come out either on streaming or, or whatever so I can watch it again at home. But, um, wow, what am I? I managed an hour and 47 by myself, and I'm losing my voice, and I still have to do a whole a whole Patreon thing tonight. So I don't even know if I'm going to get... Uh, I got time to edit this in the morning. So either way, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and call it quits there for this last uh, Nymea episode of the year um, and the only one I've ever done by myself. So that kind of sucks. Well, I guess the wifey was sort of here for about five minutes. But it is what it is. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the near future. But, I mean, if it comes down to just me sitting here by myself talking, I mean, I, prove, I know I can talk for hours on end. I've done this before. Not my first rodeo. But for those who don't know me, I am Shoki. You can follow me at all Shoki-related links down below if you do want to write into the show with topics and or questions and things like that, which would be greatly appreciated. By all means, I do so at nowyoumadeitawkwardmail at gmail.com, which is in the description down below. So you can copy and paste or all those other things. So you don't have to try to remember it or spell it, which is probably difficult with a long-ass email like that. But, um... And uh, Jay, uh, who's a longtime contributor, he's now on the Patreon, so he can actually see this uncut version for himself. He says he's going to write in. He says he's going to write in a big, long email of things, and he hasn't done it in weeks, so he needs to do so. I'm calling you out, Jay. Write in. But by all means, um, if you've got your if you've got a list for the year, include them in the comments or write into me. Tell me what uh, what you got going on. How was your How was your Christmas? How was your How's your New Year's? Since so this episode will come out just prior to New Year's, let me know how your New Year's went after you uh, get back from it. That doesn't make sense, but hey, I don't care. I'm tired. I gotta go make dinner for the wifey. So either way, I will see you guys in the new year. And with that, okay, bye. Rolling up over black Cadillac High heel boots and a sexy body full of tats